No. As authors of our life, let's break the habit of thinking that the solution is to keep focusing on the problem until inspiration strikes and something outside of you is different. Let's go to that inner place of consciousness discussed previously and create energy within. Welcome to the Authors of Life podcast, the space for people with a story to inspire. Your host, Katie Rushton, is a fun-loving English country bumpkin who believes in strong family principles, intentional living, values, and hard work. Katie created Authors of Life with the idea to inspire people to develop their own script, write their story, and take center stage in life. Hello, everyone. In this episode of Authors of Life, I am going to share with you simple strategies that will help you engage your heart more and stop your mind from being overactive and dominating, leading you to feeling more in control as the author of your life. What do the following have in common? Seeking approval from others, taking action or inaction to avoid pain, an over-pursuit of control, all wrapped up in a nice bow called fear. They are potentially all matters of the mind. For example, self-doubt, analyzing situations by making assumptions around what others are thinking, attaching meaning through false judgment, negativity, or negative thoughts towards self and others, making predictions, and acting from a place of fear all start in the mind. Now consider how these matters of the mind show up in your life. When was the last time you experienced self-doubt? What was happening for you? When was the last time you found yourself making assumptions in a particular environment? If you said today or this week, You are not alone. Over the summer months, we like to go camping, kayaking, and swimming, especially at the local lake. One fun thing we do is stand up in our kayaks, find our core strength and balance, and then jump or dive in. This year, I found myself feeling more nervous. Self-doubt kicked in. I started thinking other people around might laugh at me and before you know it, I'm thinking negative thoughts about myself. The first jump off the kayak took quite the convincing from Fred. Once I found my feet and took my focus away from all the what ifs, I just jumped in and (laughs) of course, I absolutely loved it. When working with women as their coach, I will often ask this staggering question. When you silence the mind and engage the heart, what does your heart say? Without fail, and and after a period of actual silence, the response is calm, filled with peace, and includes a sense of truth and courage. All better acquainted with the heart. I find that when a person is in their head, they overthink. Yet the heart always brings one 
answer. Let me be clear. I am not saying we dismiss our thoughts. On the contrary, when we engage the heart, we remember who we are at the very core. Consider the following question. Who are you? Write down your response. I will forever remember taking a communications course where the professor asked us to partner with the nearest person and answer this question. Our partner had to listen and share with the class what they have learned. As you can imagine, for the next 10 minutes or so, we shared the student's name, where they were from, their major, and some even shared interesting facts. For example, my partner introduced me this way. This is Katie. She is from England and has been in the States for three years. Her major is marriage and family studies, and she is currently a junior. Loves to eat strawberries and ride horses. Oh, and she has been married for almost two years. Now you know who I am, right? <laughs> Not quite. The professor then talked about society and how commonplace it is to introduce ourselves in such disconnected ways. Think back to the speech I gave in episode two called Invisible Strings. If you are listening to the podcast for the first time, I recommend listening because it relates to this concept. I ask twice in the talk, who are you? And my final remark is, you get to decide. Well, take that more introspective. Who are you? Let's break down my partner's response for introducing me. Katie. Well, my full name is Katrina Emma. So who am I? Katie, Katrina, or Emma? In reality, it's a name. I do believe there is a deep connection with our name and surname, and it can signify deep roots, yet it is still a name people use to address me. The next part is describing an experience versus who I am. Again, a connection to me, but not who I am. I love to eat strawberries and ride horses. Do you feel you know who I am now? Although very insightful, these are things I love to do. It is a reflection of who I am. Am I what I think? Am I what I feel? Are you what you think or feel? Well, <laughs> let's see. As you have been listening to this recording, you've most likely experienced several thoughts and feelings. Who cultivated the ideas? Who listened when you had the thoughts? Michael Singer describes the relationship this way. Subject and object. You are the subject and the thoughts are the object. He also answers the question we are pondering. I am the one who sees from back in here somewhere. I look out and I am aware of the events, thoughts and emotions that pass before me. If you go very deep, that is where you live. You live in a seat of consciousness a true spiritual being without effort and without intent. Therefore, when I ask the question, 
when you silence the mind and engage the heart, you move from confusion, distraction, and enter a place of consciousness. I believe the heart is the gateway to change. The second strategy I would like to discuss is energy and focus. A focus on problems leads to more problems. A focus on possibilities leads to possibilities. Remember the four areas I mentioned at the beginning. Seeking approval from others, taking action or inaction to avoid pain, and over-pursuit of control and fear. Let's say that fear is leading to inaction. There is something in your life you really want to pursue. What is it? I am pretty confident something came to mind and I'm also sure that some are experiencing fear or self-doubt right now, which is leading to inaction. We tend to then focus on all the reasons to justify staying in our comfort zone. Our problems then become anchors to remain stuck and our mindset becomes focused on external factors. When I have dot dot dot, then I will. When I have the money, then I will start a business. When I lose 10 pounds, I will have more confidence. When I find a good man, then I will have a happy relationship. No! As authors of our life, let's break the habit of thinking that the solution is to keep focusing on the problem until inspiration strikes and something outside of you is different. Let's go to that inner place of consciousness discussed previously and create energy within. Then, my friends, adjust our lens to focus on possibilities. After secondary school, which is England's name for high school, I was desperate to work in sales. I thought it was the best way to experience life in different cultures and meet interesting people. And of course, it was challenging. In my early 20s, I thought I had made it. (laughs) I was given the opportunity to progress from telesales to field sales, selling software systems. I will never forget the manager of this team, who was a towering man, asking me, Why should I give you a chance with limited experience, Katie? I said, well, (laughs) I'm teachable. And if no one gives me a chance to gain experience, how will I become experienced? That was it. The promotion was mine. I soon felt thrown into the unknown and (laughs) a state of constant panic. I worked in a team of gents who all seemed physically larger than life. Some perhaps were a little arrogant too. (laughs) Each time I had sales training in London, I dreaded it because I knew I was treading water. Then I met a trainer who helped me. I told him about my internal chatter and how it seemed my energy was always sapped. I soon realized I had a choice. Focus on feeling like I didn't fit or apply my energy into a career I absolutely loved. I had to learn to switch off the internal chatter 
show up and be present. As soon as I made that shift in my energy, I actually thrived in this environment. Another reason why engaging your heart is bringing your highest self to the forefront is because on a deeper level, it connects to your values and life purpose. Recently, in the life coach training course I teach, one of the students had a very pivotal moment. I shared a worksheet with the group which invites them to write down a behavior they want to change. Then, you write down your top 10 values. After, you reflect on how the current behavior aligns or misaligns with your values. The next step is to answer the following questions. On a scale of 1 to 10, how important is it for you to make this change? And on a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you making this change? Then you create a roadmap for implementing the change. The student I mentioned realized his behavior did not align with who he is striving to become. The connection was the deep connection he needed to create a new path. I find this to be true with many I work with. When someone feels stuck, it is often because they make choices that do not align with their values and life purpose. And this is the third strategy. Spend some time in quiet and contemplate your values and life purpose. Then, next time your mind decides to present self-doubt, fear, the need to control or inaction, think about your life purpose and values. Write it down, put it somewhere safe, and go back and read it as often as you need. There you have it. Three strategies to help you gain more control as the author of your life. Number one, engage your heart. Silence the mind. Two, shift your energy and focus from problems to possibilities. And three, spend time contemplating your values and life purpose. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Authors of Life podcast. Did you know that this podcast was created to be a companion to the Authors of Life coaching program also led by Katie? If you would like more information on this program, or if you have any questions or personal stories you wish to share about this week's episode, send us an email at hello at authorsoflifeco.com.